Welcome, everyone. This is the Good Friends P-Cast. <laughs> like, cut. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of sound like a gross, uh, like uh, some kind of like pornography genre P-Cast? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it sounds like people who are into golden showers, like a nonstop stream, pun also intended. That'll be the last time I refer to this as the Good Friends P-Cast, so... Wait, historic, the first and the last. First and last. Today is a day that will live in infamy, the PCAST. You know how it is. Anyway. <laughs> we should we should erect a statue of us putting a flag in the stone with a little stone stream of pee coming out. Yeah, it'll be like a little, uh, right, just a little. An homage. Yeah, a little uh, memorial for the for this, uh, I don't know, horrible <laughs> for <the> day? <laughs> for the nickname. I don't know. Oof. Anyway, episode two. Of the second season. <laughs> episode 2, Volume 2, Episode 9, uh, yeah. Series 1. I don't want to get into the chronicling thing again, because that just, <laughs> that confuses everyone. Let's just say, Season 2, Episode 2, boom. Sounds good. Boom. We're 2015. Here. Welcome to it. 2015's looking good, feeling better. Still, you know, still kind of working some kinks out. All 2015, sometimes I still am writing 2014 on my checks. Are it, you really? It happens. It happens to everybody. You know what? It's a journey. It's a journey that we're all on. Right. Um, the amount of wasted binder paper from my youth of me like ruining the date, that's a rainforest. Yep. That's a rainforest. We're getting better. A lot of upper right hand corner mistakes through grade school, if you know what I mean. Right. Live it. Right. We digress. Rod, we digress a lot. That's kind of a theme. <laughs> that's the theme of this P cast, if I can drop that once again. Homage. Right. Remake. Right. That was quick. Throwback. Um, what is this Sunday? This Sunday is the Super Bowl. What number Super Bowl is it? Super Bowl 49. Oof. So I don't know how many X's and 1's and V's that is. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. I think when you get that high up, there's like a new letter. I think they throw in like an L or something. The next one, 50, is going to be L. Oh, that's right. 50 is L. Super Bowl L. XXL is going to be the funniest one. I'm I, very excited for I that one. I think XXL's already happened. Oh, there's oh, been... right. That's 25. There's been... Uh, yes. Anyway, this is very confusing, and the Roman numerals thing escaped me as soon as I left Mr. Ito's fourth grade class, so... <laughs> Wait, should Good Friends Podcast start maybe adopting the Roman numeral <laughs> numerology Just the title? Just any time that we... Yeah, right. Any time <laughs> that we have to drop any kind of numerals. not No Roman numerals in here. Except no. for a good friends podcast. Yeah. Only Roman yep. numerals. Only no Roman numerals. I can't wait for good friends XXL. Right. Reporting live from uh, Tommy Bahamas. Soon we're just going to be speaking Latin. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> I'll speak pig Latin because yeah. I won't understand. Anyway, but yes. But this Sunday, Super Bowl. Super Bowl 49, Patriots versus Seahawks. Hell yeah. The league's two best teams, two number one seeds, they are coming to a head this Sunday in Arizona. Oof. There it goes. But, Rod. Tell me. Instead of talking about the game. Thank God. You know what we've been talking about all week? What? Some deflated ass balls. Not the first or last time you'll be hearing that phrase. Some... Underinflated <laughs> balls. That's that's a that's a common theme this week, man. I want to throw up. Tell me everything. I have been avoiding everything about this on the internet in the hopes that you would fill me in. 
It's now or never. Okay. So here goes. Deflategate. That's what they've dubbed it. Hell yeah. All right. So last episode, I kind of cued everybody in, you especially, about the the championship games. And we mentioned how the Seahawks game was amazing, right? Right. That was very exciting. And then I kind of just gleamed over. I said, oh, the best games you ever saw. Right. Right. But then when it came to the Patriots game, I kind of just gleamed over it and I said, oh, that was really boring. It was a blowout. No one cared. How wrong was I? <laughs> because this is the only thing anyone's ever talking about now. Deflategate. <laughs> so here's what happened. Okay? Yeah, tell me. Tell me why the best game you ever saw was not once uttered this week. This is what happened. All right? So the Patriots. They're in the middle of shellacking. Shellacking. Killing the other team. The Indianapolis Colts. Okay? It's like, you know, they're, they're up by like three scores. You know, it's obvious they're going to win. Okay? Fine. Then, halftime of the game. I guess the refs check. They're kind of, they kind of maybe got tipped off. Maybe someone said, oh, hey, you should check their footballs. You know, maybe they're, oh maybe they're cheating. During the game? During the game. There Snowden? Are, maybe Snowden. Maybe it was Edward Snowden. We don't know. Okay. So. We don't know. We don't know if it's not him, so it could be him. We don't know. Could be him. Okay. Reporting from Russia. <laughs> the referees check the balls, Okay. Each home team, each team supplies their own balls, right? So the Patriots show up at the stadium with their balls. They have 12. The other team shows up with their own balls. They have 12, okay? That's really cute. Every single time one team is on offense, they use their own balls. Okay. All right? So the refs, they're, okay. ch- they're checking the Patriots' balls, and what do they find, Rod? Oh, my, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They find that 11 of the 12 footballs have been underinflated by... Two whole pounds. Each. Uh, Each. Two pounds? Two pounds. Wait, my jaw's actually dropped right now. Yeah. Is this at halftime? This is at halftime, okay? So you know what they do? What? They confiscate the balls. They say, you guys have to use... You guys have to use regularly inflated balls. This is no bueno. And then in the second half, the Patriots go out and they score like 20 more points, and it's like a total blowout still. But anyway, the, okay. the big news is that people are speculating that the Patriots have been using underinflated balls since like 2007. Oh, what? Yeah. That's what, that's what they're saying, that this isn't just a one-time thing? People are saying that the Patriots have been doing this ever since the league adopted a rule where you're allowed to provide your own balls for your team. Um... How have they gotten away with it for so long? So the Patriots, I'm not sure how many sports fans we have out there that are listening to this. My guess is not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, but you know what? I'll say your side of the street, a good number. Right, right, right. But anyway, if this wasn't the Patriots, see, because they have a they have a, a reputation of being kind of sneaky little snakes, right? Okay. Oh, it, do they really? They do. Wait, why? Like, Be- eh. In 2008, they were caught recording other teams' practices, something that's very illegal. Oh, my God. They got caught doing that, so they got in trouble for that. So Wait, hot. Is there locker room footage? There's no locker room footage of the fucking... Okay. Anyway, move on, then. Not no, there's, there's no Mark Sanchez weighing out there on the internet anywhere. I'm sorry. Oh, my 
Okay. This doesn't sound like Snowden anymore. No more. No more. <laughs> this, like an <laughs> this is Bradley Manning. Chelsea Manning. Chelsea. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so. Yeah, so the Patriots have this track record of kind of being sneaky little snakes. They get caught with underinflated balls, and all of a sudden it's this whole thing. Because if your balls are underinflated, that means it's easier for you to throw, it's easier for you to catch, and it's not as easy for you to fumble, which is obviously a big deal, right? Right, right. 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 Because fumbling... Because, the ball is, because your grip doesn't... It doesn't take as much skill to grip it. It doesn't take... form fit to your fingers. And if you're really strong... You know, that's harder to pry out of your hands, right? Yes. And a lot of football guys are what? Really? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, strong. Yes. Yes. Wait, should I do a 30 for 30? I'm getting it. I think so. I think you're getting there. It's my time. Bill Simmons. We got to get him to, to, to you know. Subscribe first to this podcast, but <laughs> definitely. I mean, with with the knowledge, with the evol- with the growth you're seeing in me as a sports fan, yes. How could he not be interested? Right, right. But in any case, wait. I have a question. Right. I have a question before we go any further. Shoot. How after the security breach that is like the recording of their practices or whatever, and the lack of locker room footage, how were they <laughs> not automatically under like a watchful eye? Like, how have they been able to go this long, potentially, with Deflategate happening? Uh, I mean, the... Like, why haven't people been watching them? The idea, the problem with the NFL, right? It's like, it's an organization made up of 30 owners, right? Each each owner owns a team, and they pretty much make up an organization, okay? So there's no okay. real, like, governing body, right? So, like, okay. when... An owner for the Patriots, who's a very influential guy within the within the NFL, kind of gets in trouble. You know, maybe his drinking buddy, crazy billionaire friends who also own other football teams don't really mind that much. Ooh. Or they realize that the cheating that the Patriots do isn't that uncommon with every other team in the league. It's just they happen to get caught. Mm. So, so what is the NFL? It's not a governing body. There's no one doing checks. I mean, balances. it's kind of like they're supposed to be the commissioner, but he's employed by the owners. So oh he's God. wait. That's such a conflict of interest. It is a very big conflict of interest. He's supposed is that a joke. It's 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 I mean, have you been paying attention to how terribly things have been going for the NFL this year? Oh, you bet you're The Ray Rice have. thing. <laughs> totally, totally. No, now it all makes so much this more sense. Thing. I'm going to have to literally Snowden the shit out of the NFL. You might have to. So much locker room footage for starters as a hot little app. <laughs> and then maybe in a couple years I'll get to the good stuff. You'll get there eventually, right? I'll get there. Give me time. Right. I have 48 years of locker room footage to leak to Deadspin first. The cheating will get there. But first, we'll get there. some 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 butt. Some quick butt action. They'll concuss the shit out of each other in the meantime. I'll <laughs> be dead by the time I get to the actual meat of the story. I'm getting pissed off. So anyway, this is just further proof that NF- that football is going to become a fringe sport like boxing. Yeah, that's what everyone's kind of kind of you know predicting in because years you just have to come. Rich people dictating who's winning. Yeah, plus yeah yeah plus it's kind of like one of these things where it's like. All these guys are getting concussed, and like, there's so many, it, there's so many examples of like players coming down with post-traumatic stress 
you know, symptoms and murder suicides happening, and it's kind of oh it's God, insane. It's, so it's crazy. It's so insane. You it's, know what would help? A quick shower in the locker room. Some locker room footage. Some locker room. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about the portrait with the holes in the eyes. Right. <laughs> like just take a shower right in that locker room. Some locker cam. If you, if, if you see a red light coming from the wall, don't worry. You need to make sure. Yeah, you should talk to the commissioner and kind of suggest that they install locker room um, security footage. <laughs> And then you should, and then you should go um, and get trained to become a like a security officer. Oh my god, loud and clear! I'm gonna wear the top of a dirty mop for a wig. Right, pretend you're a woman. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have the money to really throw in for a good wig, so I'm just gonna do a dirty mop head. But I'm gonna walk right in, <laughs> say, "Security commissioner for football here, allow me through." Mandatory pat downs. <laughs> Like, sir, we don't have time for this. I need eight hours and a single file line. <laughs> no. If you have a problem, take it up with my boss. <laughs> That'd be great. I would absolutely uh, support you in that. 100%. That'd be great. Sounds really efficient. So anyway. Uh, once again, we digress. We digress a lot. A lot. And so, you know, these guys are running around with underinflated footballs. Statistics have pointed out that since this since this rule where you can provide your own footballs to every game has happened, the Patriots have been fumbling at a much lower rate than everyone else. Aww. So it's kind of like uh, the statistics show that you guys have kind of been having an advantage somehow, and it's not in everyone, the numbers. It's in the, the numbers. numbers you got caught for cheating before, and so really, this is the crux of the issue, right? Because if this has happened to any other team wouldn't have mattered this would not be a story but because it's the patriots and because the head coach is kind of this cantankerous curmudgeon and it's easy to hate him great alliteration there. this has now become a story and it's not going to go away i'm livid i'm livid yeah. the good sportsmanship is the one thing i can hope for with these games that's it that we're at least playing decent by the rules otherwise yeah. it's a literal waste of my time yeah, I mean, you still can tune into Katy Perry. It's not going to affect that at all. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the Super Bowl, you know I'm just watching for Katy Perry, and the rest is, like, the bread around the sandwich. The rest like, is the locker room I'm footage. Literally <laughs> I'm just going to interrupt the feed, and it's going to be, like, an anonymous moment, and it's going to be an anonymous mask with a dirty mop head. Right. <laughs> the following is locker room footage. <laughs> <laughs> That's my anonymous message. <laughs> not super articulate, but... Yeah. He yeah. Gets to the point. Right. I can't believe this. This is crazy. So is nothing gonna happen? They're not gonna they're not gonna like have a regame or something? And this the Super Bowl's the Sunday. No, they're not gonna regame. There's not there's no do overs. They're probably not gonna I suspend anybody. And part of the reason that this is can keeps being a story is because the NFL and, and the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, is so bad at handling uh uh, these kind of breaking news stories that require action and kind of like top down um, clarity from everyone in the organization. And instead, we're getting reports like, oh, there was a locker room attendant who like took the footballs into this room for a, a certain period of time. Maybe he's the reason that, you know, the balls are underinflated. And it's like, wow. it, it comes out two hours later that he went to, he was just peeing. He just like took a quick bathroom <laughs> break. He was in there for like 30 seconds. And th That's so insane. They're just looking for anyone else to blame. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm interested to see Giselle's take because kind of people are starting to to put the blame on Tom Brady. Why? Because... He's such a good boy. No, but because, like, 
he's really the one who uses the football every single play. So really, it's kind of up to his specifications for how he likes it. You're allowed to doctor the football a little bit and like wear it in because every one of them is new. And mm-hmm. playing with a new ball, a lot of guys don't really like doing that. So they kind of have locker room attendants scuff the ball up to make it you know, better for him to use. And the head coach doesn't really – some people think that Belichick, the head coach of the Patriots, might have had something to do with it. Other people don't. Um, but Tom Brady is really the guy who touches the, the balls every, every time, every, every play, every time he is on the field. He has a football in his hands. So, yeah, I'm starting to think he's prime suspect number one. Plus, plus his head coach didn't really, didn't really uh, do anything to to get his back. He they had a press conference and mm-hmm. the the head coach was essentially was like, I don't know what happened. Ask Tom. Wow, threw him under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you know what I think we need some LRF, locker room footage. Right. You heard me. My idea of the locker room, yeah, what I think that you're expecting from the locker room footage is like a bunch of big, beefy, burly football players gathered around and they're kind of, they're not doing anything explicit and maybe they're sharing some kettle chips. <laughs> they're smacking each other with each other's towels and going, tee hee hee, past the kettle mesquite barbecue. Right. That's what I am imagining that you want to see. 100%. And you know what? The public needs to see it. Right. The public deserves to know. Right. This is anonymous. <laughs> okay? This isn't a joke to me. So, Honey Dijon. it's been the super annoying story, and, like, it's frustrating because this should be a really exciting Super Bowl, but no one's talking about the game. Everyone's just talking about these fucking under-deflated balls. Totally. It's completely, it's going to cast a shadow over the whole Super Bowl. Do you think announcers will keep mentioning it? Absolutely, they will. Hell yes. This is the narrative I need to keep me glued to that TV. And part of the reason why um, this has been such like a funny thing to follow is because every single headline, every single time there's been a press conference like to talk about this, people just end up saying the word balls over and over again. <laughs> Literally like you have been doing. Balls. Just balls. Like, I like my balls a certain way, you know, just the way they feel in my hand. The one touching the balls. I like to squeeze them and make sure they have just a little bit of give, not too much. Wait, I need a super cut on YouTube yesterday. Of of, Of all of the best. Just of Tom Brady saying the word balls. (laughs) Yes. Janet. Heard of Final Cut Pro? Okay, great. Step one. Get it up on the Tumblr, Janet. For the last few days, get on it. I need a video up. Yesterday. You're late already. Just thought of it, but you should have thought of it first. We're the talent. Yeah. Am I coming in loud and clear? Right. Sorry. I'm sorry to do this to our listeners, but sometimes a message is a message. Right. Brutal. Well, this is going to be crazy. I can't believe it. And now I'm literally voting against them. Voting. Well, <laughs> I don't know how sports work. <laughs> I'm rooting against them for the Super Bowl just because of that. Because I definitely think they're lying. Uh, it's actually the way they do it is a, kind of like a live tweet. you got to use a hashtag Patriots, hashtag Seahawks. And then that's how they decide the game. Oh, great. Oh, really? Great. On okay, Twitter. So it's a total social media campaign. Yep. Okay. Um... Janet. That's how football works. Gonna need you to create 18 different profiles on Twitter for me so we can do a simultaneous tweet each time. Right. I need them down. 
I want them dead. Right. Maybe Giselle's the one who deflated the balls. Like, Tommy can't lose this one. So, I just imagine her, like, using her <laughs> fake nails to, like, poke through each ball so a little air goes. And she's like, hee, 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 hee. That Boston penthouse will remain mine. Like, crawls into, like, a sewer gutter, like, back their house. I know that piece of garbage is the one behind this. Yeah. So, that's the, uh, I don't know. That's pretty much the skinny. I could get into some more details if you really are interested, but... Just, Wait, is there is there more drama? Or should we save it for a post Super Bowl breakdown next week? We can do a post Super Bowl breakdown. Um, so I feel like it's crucial, right? So that's Deflate Gate. Some people call it Balgazi, uh, <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. My God, pun Twitter is lit. I love <laughs> the incredible way that the internet takes political events and just uses that. Like I love that. You know how, like, for a long time it was, like, blank gate? Right. Like, it was always, like, a Watergate pun? I feel like Benghazi is, like, the new one. Right. Balgazi. Like, I'm obsessed. Balgazi? Like, I'm obsessed. I love that. Well, speaking of stupid, brute masculinity, um, I saw American Sniper this week. Oh, no. And, oof. Mama didn't like. After your very shocking take on snipers that went viral across the internet and you had people kind of retweeting you know your your retweeting. your take and getting mad at yep. you there was a slate article that they wrote about what did he mean what did he mean yeah why we need to talk about rod and cowardice right so and kelly literally like chopping up a cucumber and blending it and saying to the public that this is who she wished i was and wanted to kill me on air there were even reports <laughs> what I said, and apparently so does Michael Moore, because he literally said the same thing oh, yeah. two days later. That's hilarious. <laughs> Which is a real twist. I don't know if I need him at my table, but I'll take it. Right. Look, I saw American Sniper and loathed it. Whoa, loathed it. Okay, maybe a little intense. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd really like to deflate that film, if you know what I mean. Okay. Sports, sports joke. Sports okay. Joke. Um... Have you seen it? You haven't seen it. I have not seen it, and I don't plan to see it. No offense to, to okay, you, American you Sniper fans. That. I don't know where to. Even, I don't know where to start. Like I just really couldn't even handle this movie. It's just so so beyond my comprehension as to like why we need this film. Like obviously not a huge stan for snipers over here. Like they're not right. exactly my like One Direction or anything. Right. So already going in with like a little bit of a bias. But literally, this movie is just, like, so problematic. Like, not even just on the level of, like, race, because I don't even know if that's, like, a worthwhile topic. Because hmm. I think any film that documents the Iraq war is, like, doubtful doubtful if it's going to, like, paint Iraqis in, like, a human light. They're literally called savages in the movie, which is, like, so dark, but, like, okay, whatever. Um, hmm. And, yeah, the entire movie, like, rewrites the Iraq war narrative... Like, we see Chris... Wait, should I say what this movie's about? Just do it. Just do it. So, Oscar... Two-time Oscar nominee and former co-star of Alias, Bradley Cooper, plays Chris Kelly. Is that his name? (laughs) Chris Kyle? I don't know. Did your research for this one. (laughs) Blaming Janet. Janet! Janet, I need... Facts in front of me because I have bad short-term memory for the tenth time. 
So his name is okay. I don't. I don't remember what his name is. It's like Chris Kyle or Chris Kelly. It's like two different white men names. Some like, super whitey. In some order. Yeah, it's something really boring. Um, and he's like the most lethal sniper in American history or something. Killed like three hundred people and like everyone's obsessed. He's like the Michael Jordan of sniping or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and he's like a big deal. He like wrote a memoir and like discussed i guess his like ptsd which like lasted for like two minutes i don't even know like he's fine um and spoiler alert was literally like murdered by another like former oh my like, god this is dark was, like, trying to help through ptsd so that's like the full story you go in knowing that or maybe you didn't because i didn't so i was shocked by the ending but anyway he's like a famous sniper and like the movie opens with like this Iraqi mother and child, like, in his crosshairs, literally. And, like, he sees the kid with, like, some sort of, like, projectile missile or, like, nade or something. And it's, like, is he going to take the shot? And it, like, flashes back immediately to his childhood and his, like, dad teaching him to, like kill a deer and it's like boy you are a wolf and like you're meant to save the world because most people are scared and he like teaches them all this like bullshit about how you like can't leave your gun behind and stuff which like comes back it's like so boring <laughs> and then you snap back into the present or like the past depending on like whatever and he's like about to like shoot this mother and child and it's like is he gonna do it is he gonna do it i'll tell you he literally does it shoots them because he kills like three thousand iraqis every like 15 minutes this movie is so crazy. It's literally so, like, steeped in weird, like, like kind of vague right-wing propaganda. And, like, I don't know if it wants to be, like, military propaganda, but, like, Clint Eastwood is not an interesting enough filmmaker or, like, um, a sensitive enough filmmaker to take this topic on and, like, not have it come across like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just kind of just becomes that. Yeah. He also, like, has this weird moment where he, like, sees the towers crumbling and, like, decides he wants to enlist in the army. And, like, oh. the next shot is, like, him going on his first tour of Iraq, which is, like, not the narrative of our invasion of Iraq. Like, we invaded Afghanistan. Iraq was, like, a completely tangential occupation that was, like, just about weapons of mass destruction. Nobody in their right mind right absolutely right well you know what rod <laughs> they all got brown skin so whatever no literally at one point he probably like shot someone who had like fallen in mud three seconds prior i was like i can't wait to shower like <laughs> mm, it's so like dirty it's like get shot three seconds later i like, can't risk it like someone just stepped out of the shower with like a towel on his head like i really should air dry that <laughs> get shot like three seconds later <laughs> Some people are making fashion choices, beauty regimen, skincare. Heard of a mud mask? Uh. This movie goes there. But, like, the audacity of condensing an already misunderstood narrative is ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. And especially, like, right now when we're, like, having this debate about, like, is Selma historically accurate? Like, <laughs> you know, like, this film can't be taken as fantasy. It can't be taken. Like, this has to be a completely true representation. Meanwhile, mayor of Carmel Valley, Clint Eastwood, literally just, like, omitted an entire two-year portion of the U.S.'s engagement in the Middle East and just, like, made a drama about, like, this guy who's, like, a sniper and, like goes through his drama like fuck this movie like, I'm so <laughs> like are you joking god i was like 
like shrieking during the whole thing. Uh, Someone next to me is really sniffling during it, and I want to like throw my popcorn and soda at him. Like, can you calm down? Hmm. So I didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, Sienna Miller plays his wife and is like a hysterical banshee the whole time. Like every time she calls him, she's like has news about their baby, and then like two seconds later, there's an explosion, and she's like, "Chris, Chris," and is like crying. And it's like, "Girl, can you stop calling your man? He's in Iraq. Like, yeah, he's really busy." Right. Ugh, so extra. The whole movie is so extra, and it's, like, getting nominated for all these Oscars. And, like, did you hear how much money it made? Probably a lot, is my guess. Dude, it made, like, it made, like, summer blockbuster money. It made, like, $200 million in, like, two weekends. Yikes. People are, like, treating this like it's an action movie. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. money talks people. Right. That's, like, real shitty. There's, like, people in Alabama are treating this like it's the fucking Avengers or something. It's making so much money, and it's getting nominated <laughs> for all these Oscars. And I'm just like, this is pure garbage. Like, I will not. <laughs> well. Like, I won't. You just undermined every single one of our Alabamian fans. <laughs> Wait, that's been our key demographic so far. <laughs> Get it. Edit. Heard of it? This episode needs to be 20 minutes max. I want all of that gone. Um, but... Before, like, I saw, I remember seeing, like, a sneak preview, like, one of those teaser trailer things for this film, like, a while ago. I can't remember what I was seeing. But, like, you see, like, oh, directed by Clint Eastwood. <clears throat> and then you think, like, oh, what, what's the last thing I, like, remember Clint Eastwood being associated with? And then, like, the first thing that pops into your head is him yelling at an empty chair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Real. At the RNC. Right. At the Republican National Convention, yes. him yelling at an empty chair. And so at that point, it's kind of like, oh, man, like Clint Eastwood, he's losing it, kind of. He's losing it. He's losing it. I don't know. That's such an important shadow over the film because it's either like, one, Clint Eastwood is a crackhead, or two, he's like a crazy right-wing freak. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it's... Yeah, it's one of those things where it it, it it seems like it initially got a lot of um, like, oh, man, this is a this is a movie for this is a war movie for the ages. And then it's one of those things where it's kind of like gotten a lot of blowback recently. Um, yeah, but not enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. It has blowback, but only in like only in the way that like everything kind of has blowback now you know right. like you can't have anything that's sort of testy and not expect some sort of blowback like i want blowback like why is not everybody jumping on this movie for being historically inaccurate like why isn't that happening yeah well maybe it's about a white guy like what's going on i think probably this movie gets the benefit of the doubt because correct me if i'm wrong selma's about um the events Martin Luther King of Martin Luther King went uh, during like the Bloody Sunday march. Have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it. Is do they call it Bloody Sunday? Maybe you're right. It's about yeah, it's about the march to Selma for voting rights. Right, right. Um, and so I think with they kind of I think people are more okay, at least like I don't know, maybe it's like you know under like subtle racism in the most white people. But it's kind of like, you know, American Sniper, I don't really know anything about this guy, you know? So for right. random dude who doesn't know anything about American Sniper, most prolific killer in the history of the United States, going in watching this movie, you're not really necessarily thinking about historical inaccuracies 
Whereas with you're under you're under the assumption that it's going to be just like the story of this guy. Yeah, right. So no, it's true. There's that. I mean, I definitely think that. The I think the crazy part is when it goes from remembering the 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 nine eleven to to. I feel bad because a terrorist group knocked down the twin towers and I'm in Iraq. That is kind of a very dangerous like thing to super dangerous. It's very dangerous. There's a good chance. A lot of the public thinks that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's a very murky narrative. Like people just don't really, the average American, like for the most part, probably like can't even point out where Afghanistan and Iraq are on a map. Right. So like those two places are the same place to them. And like this story is like, we don't we know by now that we went like not not to make the Good Friends podcast too political, but I feel like most of our listeners probably know that we lied about why we went to Iraq. That there were no, there was no actual reason. Yeah. Is that controversial to say? Like, well, don't we know that by now? There were reasons, but they probably weren't what they said they were. Right? They weren't the reasons we were told. Right? They weren't the reasons we were told. So like, you can't make a movie that like pulls at an American's heartstrings by just lying. <laughs> You can, and you can, and that's why Clint Eastwood was chosen to direct the movie. I'm sure, or maybe did he write it? Did he write the movie? Um. Oh, I don't know. He didn't. He didn't write it. Someone else adapted it based on a book. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I mean, and if there's someone who can do like sappy movie about like somehow making America seem like the underdog. Probably Clint Eastwood is one of your top choices. Right. So he's just like such a all of his movies are just like so interested in the world being this like black and white place of like there's good and there's bad. And like you're either on the side of good or you're on the side of bad. Like he just sees the world through this like totally basic binary. So of course he's gonna make some like movie like this and like I don't know, I'm just so over it. Yeah. Can you can you hear how I feel like I've been ranting. I'm so sorry, but it's just such garbage. No. The movie should literally be called American Garbage. I think right. I mean, you wouldn't be nearly this mad if it wasn't so popular, I'm sure. Yeah, totally. If no one saw it, like fucking like, I don't know, whatever. What was the other one? Like letters to Iwo Jima that I think like six people saw. Maybe like, <laughs> my grandfather and like two other people. Um, I'd be like, okay, whatever. This movie's hot garbage. We're also no one saw it. But, like $200 million, all yeah. these Oscars, like absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. That's kind of dangerous. But I will say, I will say this. Bradley Cooper is kind of unbelievable in it. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe people kind of, yeah, I think a lot of times people get swept up in acting performances and almost like yeah. overlook what the actual content of the movie is. And that's probably why Foxcatcher got nominated for some, you know, Academy Awards. I want to divulge, well, I already divulged a spoiler about how he dies, but literally the movie doesn't even bother showing it. Oh, him dying? Yeah, him getting shot. The most cosmic irony, the movie just completely omits. So does the movie end with him being like a happy, alive um, individual? Sort of. Sort of. It's hard. Should I say? Happily Ever After. Yeah, actually, I'm going to spoil it because I want no one to see it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it literally ends with Sienna Miller, the hysterical banshee that is his wife, closing the door as he's, like, getting in a truck with one of the former soldiers that he's going to, like, go on a drive to hell. And, like, the soldier just, like, looks really intense. And, like, Sienna Miller, the banshee, is, like bye Chris and like is like unsure and her eyes like as she closes the door it like fades to black and then like 
the title card comes up and it's like Chris Kyle slash Chris Kelly or whatever, like got shot like 25 minutes later. By, like, a PTSD <laughs> <soldier>. <laughs> like, and it's like, um, okay. And then immediately it goes to like grainy real footage of his funeral at like the Texas like Superdome or something. And it's like directed by Clint Eastwood and it's like uh... overlaid on top of the like archival footage of his real funeral. And I was like, um, yeah. Like, you're telling, like, if you're a real artist, Clint, because I know Clint Eastwood listens to this podcast, if you're a real artist, <laughs> then you would have the balls to show the brutality of that irony. Right. The most lethal sniper was killed with a sniper by a former sniper. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the last shot should be him in, in a crosshairs of a gun. Right. But that's just me. <laughs> right. Maybe it would be funny if you went on to direct, like, a lot of war movies. Oh and then it was just all locker room footage. <laughs> it starts with like a landscape of Iraq with a soldier, and then immediately, this is anonymous. And Tom Brady eating kettle chips or whipping someone with a towel. Right, right. Critics are calling it, why is there more locker room footage from the Patriots? locker room in the middle of this war movie See, times. yeah my idea would be you have locker room footage of like the army base oh good call yeah you know everyone's hooking up that was the other thing that i was disappointed in american sniper it doesn't show any of the soldiers hooking up was there like a lot of like kind of underlying gay tension in the movie not, not even because they're all talking about going back to their wives and i was like um you know you guys are all hooking up <laughs> The guy was, like, shoveling, like, sniffling next to me. I wanted to, like, turn around and be like, stop crying. They're all hooking up. <laughs> One of the guys, like, talking about proposing to his wife and, like, talking about how he, like, found a ring in Iraq. And, like, Bradley Cooper's like, was it a blood diamond? He's like, ha, 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 ha. I'm going to tell her I got it from Zales. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. You guys blew each other 20 minutes ago. <laughs> My American sniper. So over it. So, yeah, every listener here definitely... Don't go see it. Instead, it's like, go to Google Image, get a picture of a sniper, play Whitney Houston's Star Spangled Banner over it, and, like, call it a day. And then imagine some some gay military theme porn. Yeah, and then in the next tab, have gay military theme porn. And then in the next tab, go to lockerroomfootage.net. Right. And give me eight years. Janet, set that website up. Janet, buy the domain. Good. We have that settled. Like sniper, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, that's American Sniper. <laughs> sounds like garbage. Uh, sounds like, yeah, Clint Eastwood's hot garbage. Yeah, that was a that was a rant we went on. One hundred percent. That was, was a rant. Screaming. That was for the screaming. Last few minutes. Well, wow. How do you feel? Do you feel better? You had that pent up. I really, it's the first time I've really talked about it. Okay. Okay. You're getting it. The good friends are getting it. Okay. It feels like I got a lot off of my chest. I know Clint Eastwood is like an you know admin listener listener of the good friends podcast so i hope that he's okay taking constructive criticism have you heard that story about when he like ran for the mayor of carmel he his platform was to was because like he wanted ice cream parlors back in carmel <laughs> yeah. like, that was his whole platform he just wanted ice cream parlors are you kidding me like how is that the same person who directed american sniper this is an america <laughs> the america i knew has ice cream parlors oh my and people in the town being like, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. He wants he went two terms as mayor. Yeah. Taxes? Second- what? Yeah. <laughs> Traffic laws? I don't know. S- school districts? Who cares? Like what are what are those? Yeah. Ice cream? 
Me wanty ice cream. <laughs> I'm Clint Eastwood, and me want ice cream. <laughs> his second term was literally running on the strength of his successful ice cream term. <laughs> like, literally. He became mayor again because he kept the parlors open. And he was like, remember what I did last time. I'm going to keep doing it. Me. Like. And then the crowd was like, ice cream. <laughs> and then he was like. <laughs> remember when you didn't have ice cream? Yes. I remember. I remember. And someone crying in the front. Right. Like, Tell the story. <laughs> Before you came. <laughs> no crying. That's literally, that's a promo from when he ran his mayor a second time. Right. I've been to Carmel. I literally went on a driving tour of the mansions with my parents. I was like, why am I here? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful town. It's beautiful, but I'm just observing the wealth. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Really rich, white, old neighborhood. I mean, it's like rich, white, old people. It's who live there. It really is. And you know that all those white, like, all those people literally have no taste and all of their bathrooms are filled with things that are, like, beach that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and living rooms you can't like touch. Of, yeah, totally. Like, this is our dining room. No, 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 no one goes in there. No one goes in there. Right. No one goes in there. Like, pulling everyone away. Yeah. Like a lot of seashell adorned toilet seats. Like, such garbage. Gorgeous yeah. houses with hideous interiors. That's what I call Carmel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. All right. <laughs> Good mood in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this week is a happy one. Am I Clint Eastwood? I'm so cranky today. Pissed. Yeah, we can blame Janet somehow. But you know what we actually yeah. legitimately can blame Janet for? Hit it. The fact that we don't have any fucking listener emails to answer. Not a one. Janet? Listeners, listeners we could blame you, but... It's not your fault. No. No, it's not. You're not to blame. But Janet. Hey, remember us? Janet. It's Jack, it's Jack and Ron. <laughs> Janet, if you were taking up less time filling up our news feeds with stories about the New York humans guy. And more time getting our email address out there. Goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Maybe we'd have a question to answer. Mm -hmm. How many times have I called you at 4 a.m. and said, get in touch with Banksy. Have him plaster our emails all over brick walls. And you've told me repeatedly, no one knows who Banksy is. I can't get in touch with Banksy. That's a ridiculous request. And it's like, <laughs> okay, enough knows. How about a, okay, how about a yes, I'll try. Less, less stories about how poop does something beneficial for us and more emails, Janet. Yeah. Less stories of how poop does things and more footage of you eating it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a separate issue, but something you know I've been asking for for a long time. Don't you feel like Janet posts at least one story a day on our Facebook about how poop is like in, being injected into our faces and like curing yeah, menopause I, I or something? It's more problematic that she's posting this much stuff about poop or that there's this much poop related news content on a daily basis. I think she searches for it specifically. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So it's fucked up. She'll burn for this. Janet. Listeners, you have Janet to blame. We blame Janet daily. Uh, and we sincerely... You yeah, you should too. We sincerely apologize. We apologize. But, you know, if you want to take a little bit of the blame, like, just go ahead and shoot us some questions. Right. Let's get that email out there. Good Friends but Podcast. I think it's time for 
devil tongue of the way. Yeah, devil tongue of the week. <laughs> so, devil tongue of the week this week goes to like weather <laughs> like, you're, or you're giving it to weather. I'm giving it to the idiot weather weather broadcasters of the Northeast. Yes. Much better. Much, much better. Because this week was the worst blizzard since, like, 1808 or something. Psych. Psych. Psych, I've never been hotter. <laughs> Psych, I'm in short. Didn't Psych. you... So, so it was supposed to be the worst blizzard of... Yeah, right, of the past, like, 20 years, 30 years, something like that. I yeah, we, was posting, like, pictures from the 1800s, like, get ready for something worse. It was, like, old-timey Victorian ladies walking around, like, old New York covered in snow and literally not even close. So, right, did you, when did you realize that it was a farce? Because I know that that night we had talked, I had told you not to wear just regular shoes. I said, wear boots, wear a scarf. You told me to wear boots, which was very sweet, um, though in retrospect, I'm pissed off because I had a whole outfit designed for the low-hanging Doc Martens that I got for Christmas. So I'm not going to hold you accountable personally, but I don't know. There was a fashion choice that was also lost that night. But I think I noticed that the blizzard was going to happen when it was around 4 a.m. and I realized the blizzard hadn't happened. Right. Pissed off. I was pissed off. Right. There was snow, but guess what? It's January. I expect it. expected and the same thing happened when i was in california and it was like the worst monsoon in california history and it was literally like pretty rainy but like it was okay (laughs) like we were all okay so weather needs to chill so it wasn't like there wasn't i'm i'm disappointed it's like people kind of were hunkered down there was like a run on the kale market I saw. Oh my god! Yeah, did you see that? <laughs> people were fighting over the fresh produce at Whole Foods like it was going out of style, uh, and now all these idiots are stuck with extra kale. Yeah, this girl bought so many snacks. I mean, like you can never have too many snacks, but I didn't really need the guacamole infused tortilla chips that I bought. Right. Okay, I didn't need them. Did you? I acted in panic. Did you see all those stories about how like the uptick in casual encounter posts on Craigslist went up during the snowstorm? Oh Blizzard boyfriend. Yeah. Yes, I did, and I'm so obsessed. That is so funny. Did people think we had to repopulate the Earth? Like, what was that about? It's kind of like one of those things where I swear to God, people just like blizzards because it's an excuse to like stay inside and get drunk. And like, True. just stay inside and just it's like you know you you have. No obligation to go outside, and then you're expected to stay. You're expected to stay inside, and then you kind of tell yourself like, "If I go outside, I'll die." So, you know, let me take my clothes off and post an ad on Craigslist. Totally, which I did to no hits, but that's a whole other issue. Right. We'll talk about that another time. Right. I dirty mop on my head in a seductively placed towel and said, "Please." Right. Nothing. Right. Nothing. So that's another disappointment that came from the blizzard. Right. I know. And I was like kind of pissed off the next day because I suddenly felt the pressure to like be productive because it like wasn't a real blizzard. So oh. I was like, okay, so I guess I like can't really revel in blizzardry. Or I whatever. know. You, you know? can't use the blizzard in a, as an excuse if it's not really a blizzard. Right. I couldn't. I was like, okay, so I guess I'll start sending emails. Everyone's probably literally working from home like like really diligently because they're not even distracted by snow. It wasn't even snowing the next day. There was just snow from the day before. Terrible. I'm pissed off. So the weather industrial complex needs to take it down a notch. Right. 
Yeah. Like who's running the who's running weather's social media presence? The weather the weather industry. <sighs> Devil tongue of the week. Devil tongue of the week. Clint probably runs it. Blah, 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 blah. Cool. So devil tongued. Devil tongued out. All right, bud. Good. Fran. Oh no. Week. Bang 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 bang. I'll go first. Do you want me to go first? Uh yeah, mine is um, my good friend of the week is the running back for the Seattle Seahawks. His name is Marshawn Lynch. He's an Oakland native. He went to Cal. And this whole week, uh, all the football players are like mandated to get up and talk in front of the media and kind of just be dumb. He, it, he uh, isn't about that life. Oh? So he's been doing this thing where he just gives one answer for every single question that's asked him. And he's obligated to go out there because if he doesn't face reporters, the NFL fines guys like $50,000 or whatever. And if he hadn't gone out there, he would have – if the, the Super Bowl media day was the other day. So if he wasn't out there, he was going to get like a six-figure fine. So he went out there and he – every single question that was asked of him, he, he just gave the answer, I'm here so I don't get fined. Oh my god, he did not. Is there footage of this? Absolutely there is. Um, I'm loving football this season. Where have I been? Everything is like literally like the real housewives. It's so dramatic. I know. It's been crazy. It's a diva move. So, I love that way. That's great. I can't believe you get fined six figures. It's not your job to be a PR person. Yeah, but it's kind of like him especially, it's been this running issue for them all, all year where he doesn't make himself available to the media and then when he is available to the media, he kind of just says like, hey, that was a really great question. Thanks for asking. And then he'll just say that for an entire interview. Oh, my God. Vicious. Um, so uh, we'll link a, a super cut of him saying his crazy answers to the Tumblr. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. Does that exist? Yeah. yeah. He's playing a game out of the Monique playbook because Monique didn't do any of the required political press junket shit for the Academy Awards a few years ago, and she still won. And she literally opened her speech with, I want to thank the Academy for awarding the work. And she said that. Oh, yeah? Oh, for um, for Precious? Yes, based uh. on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. She didn't do any of the press and still won. So you know what? This dude is doing the Monique play, and more people need to do the Monique play. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I will be also posting a video to Monique's Oscar speech right below. So look for that, fans. Did you know that the head coach of the Seahawks went to Redwood High School? Is that true? It's Great true. shout out. Right. But you know how I feel about Redwood graduates, right? No, what is it? Redwood, Deadwood, rot, rot, rot. Oh, wow. Okay, that, that was... Oof. All right, I'm going to sidestep that one. Just right, go right <laughs> to my good friend of the week, which is, <laughs> fittingly enough, considering yours, mine is literally Kim Kardashian. Oh, God. <laughs> because she gave, actually, a really great... So, okay, so have you been following this, like, weird theory that, like, Bruce Jenner's potentially transitioning into becoming a woman? Yeah. Okay, so she went on Entertainment Tonight to, like, advertise her, like... T-Mobile commercial that's like airing during the Super Bowl or something like literally doing promotions for a commercial I want to kill myself but anyway <laughs> they asked her about this and she gave a very dignified and very interesting response where she was like you know this is Bruce's journey we're supporting him through everything we're extremely happy for him he's never been happier and we're just gonna let him tell his story whenever he's ready like it's not our place to tell each other's stories and like 
gave an answer that was one very respectable because I love of that, and two like sort of hints that these rumors might be true, which is like really crazy. Um, because I really just thought it was like tabloid garbage juice. So crazy. So I'm giving. So my good friend of the week is Kim Kardashian for tantalizing my gossip taste buds while also doing it respectfully. Because if Bruce Jenner is transitioning, one that would be so awesome because that would be such a major person to have publicly you know transition right because like the kardashian reach is like so major well that and he's an olympic hero for a lot of people he's an olympic hero yeah he like represents a certain type of american and he's like super famous by himself and he's like now associated with this you know relatively superficial celebrity empire but like yeah the reach of the kardashians is huge and if you saw someone transitioning like within the kardashian like narrative like that's like pretty major so props to her for like in theory, maybe supporting her, maybe transitioning stepfather, but also ex stepfather. Well. Ex stepfather, you're so right. But that's another part of it. It's like, is that why they divorce? I have so many questions. I won't make this into like a like ah, tell me more thing because like maybe it's like a really private affair. But if it's true, good on you, Cam. So crazy. <laughs> do you think he like delayed his if he's getting transition? Do you think he delayed it because they were making so much money off this TV show? Oh my god, and what Chris was like, you can't do something that would like be deemed controversial like while we're in the middle of this. Yeah. I don't know. That's a really cynical version that I think a lot of people will probably throw out there if it turns out he is, if like that becomes confirmed. Everyone blames Chris Kardashian for every Chris Jenner for everything. I don't know. I don't necessarily think so. I don't think that would have necessarily happened. I also really feel like he probably would have like discovered it later in life and like I don't know. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. I don't necessarily think that. But that would be awesome if he is transitioning. Props to him for discovering that part of himself at any time in his life. That's did, really great. Did you see the In Touch magazine where it like had the crappy Photoshop of like the lipstick <laughs> on him? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, Devil Tongue of the Week like 2.0 goes to literally that Photoshop job. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. It looks literally like someone took a picture of Bruce Jenner and JonBenet Ramsey and did a like, what would our kid look like? Right. <laughs> One of the old school like Conan celebrity mashup photos. <laughs> yes, totally. His mouth literally looked like it was the Conan like celebrity mouth talker yeah, right. thing. What are we working on for the next week? We gotta we gotta get more email uh, email questions. Goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com we got good friends podcast at gmail.com what else do we have to do um keep an eye out for that tumblr follow it like us on facebook just give us like the full social media hand job situation like, yeah i just want to feel it from here right exactly um and yeah i don't know we, you guys gotta you guys gotta understand that we're working with janet alexander <laughs> so you know, just give us the benefit of the doubt. Look, you got to bring your expectations down 16 notches because we're literally working for a gorilla in a wig, okay? So <laughs> oh my God. I need you to just really let us, you know, get get by with the bare minimum here. Um, oh, my But we're trying to do better. So, but Janet, thanks so much. You're such a big help. We literally love you. We couldn't do this podcast without you. You're the dream producer. I cannot believe you're actually an animal wearing a wig. It's unbelievable what you have managed to do. <laughs> um, but as usual, get to work. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.